Record Shop is a digital collectible platform for music NFTs on the Flow blockchain. Hey fam, this is Redbird here from the Record Shop community team, and I am happy to welcome you to our podcast. We are sharing our live content here so you can stay up to date. Subscribe or follow now to keep up. Today's episode is a recording from a September 2022 Twitter Spaces with myself, Nick from the Disco Fries and Codes, label boss of Holy Moly Records, and one of Record Shop's newest artists to drop. Codes brings to this conversation some future thinking about building in Web3, and it is a conversation you do not want to miss. Since this was recorded on Twitter Spaces, please excuse any audio quality issues, awkward silences, or glitches. Without further ado, let's dive in. Hey, hey. Hi, hi. All right, I'm, I'm just tweeting out that we're live. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, sounds uh, like you're making getting ready for dinner. <laughs> uh, dinner is being prepared around me. I was sort of lending a hand, but like, um, really? in, in all, <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? Like, look at that. Like, in theory, I'm offering moral support. Right? That's, that's techni- <laughs> technically what it's called. <laughs> I'm now serving as barman. <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go on mute for a minute and get a little post out. Yeah, no problem. Um, codes and Disco Fries, if you want to request to speak, uh, Gareth can add us in, add everybody up here. Uh, I will say I'm really hopeful for my Wi-Fi. Uh, I am out on a farm this week, uh, house and dog sitting for a friend. Um, and the Wi-Fi today has been a little questionable, so hopefully I can stay connected the whole time. Uh, and looks like Nick may be having some issues. All right. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. It's Codes. Yo, Codes. What's up? How's it going? Oh, it's going great. How you doing? Very good. I loved your set last night on uh, twitch i was having so much fun thank you i appreciate that welcome hey nick how we doing is twitter gonna work for me today <laughs> that is always the question isn't it? it it really is codes what's up bro what's up man how you doing good good to see you here good to see your drop it looks awesome thanks man i appreciate it and I don't know that you've met Gareth, but he's here on mute and he's in the UK, so it's dinner time for him, but uh, he is here. Nice. What's up, Gareth? Yo, how are you doing? Like, I've been loving the drop this week. It's been good. The, uh, I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm just cursing Twitter at this point in time, as for some reason it's now, you know, it was nice and easy to share this space about 30 seconds ago, and then for reasons unknown, it's changed everything, so... Man, Twitter sucks sometimes. Um, <laughs> right, let me get this post out and then, then we can get going, right? Yeah, wicked. And we are recording this space so uh, people can tune in later uh, if needed. Uh, codes, I was just going to post it in your Discord to let everybody know, um, but I lost the link. There it is. Sweet. Feel free to use that, everybody. At <laughs> Appreciate it. I will do that. <laughs> I know. So I always try to be careful of it because I don't. I, I hate overusing it, but it. Uh, yeah. This is worth it for sure. Sweet. Awesome. Well, everybody, um, welcome. Who is tuning in, or if you're listening to the recording later? Uh, my name is Redbird. I am. Uh, I'm doing community and marketing over at Record Shop, and we are a a music NFT or music digital collectible platform. Um, We are really, really excited to have with us today Codes, who had his first record shop drop just yesterday. Uh, I think it's been already going really well, um, minus a few technical (laughs) glitches. But luckily, Codes has been very patient with us and uh, working through them with us. Um, Codes, want to do a quick intro for those who may not know you on the record shop side. Sure. Um, I am a DJ producer uh, based now based out of Rochester, New York. I, I moved back to be close to my family during the pandemic, but I met uh, Nick and the Disco Fries in my many years in Brooklyn. Um, and we just reconnected 
I think I put something up on Facebook and was like, I was looking into different avenues and I've been into crypto for a while and I've been trying to figure out doing different things than the same old Spotify, Beatport, pre-save my song, go buy my song, here's some big DJ playing my song and trying to do some cool stuff for the fans. And then so he said, hey, and connected me and, and that's how the record shop thing started. Uh, but yeah, I, I make house music. I've been going by codes for about 10 years, been doing the codes project and I do all kinds of different house music. Uh, very heavy in the bass house recently I've had releases on night bass, dirty bird, uh, my own label, Holy Moly records and, uh, Holy Moly music and it had just been you know, a DJ at heart since I've been a kid, basically. And, and you know, it's more, I would say, a lifestyle than a, a profession. And that's just kind of what I do and who I am. I love it. We, um, yeah, just to give some context to that, um, we connected with Codes through some of his early mixes. We were playing this, I think it was called like Champagne Blast. I can't remember the name of the record offhand but we oh, guzzling playing. champagne yeah guzzling champagne this record was in like every one of our sets for a few years and um he remixed an early record of ours and then um we kind of lost touch for a while but uh yeah i mean anytime some uh, an artist especially in dance music flags that they're into nfts and crypto and stuff uh I feel like I need to put them on to what we're doing and, and what's what's going on here. So um, I was just excited that I was excited that you were excited to, to jump on the platform and, and do some stuff over here. Um, and I, I really like the way you're engaged with your community. I mean, I had no idea like what you were already doing in Discord and stuff. So maybe you can speak about kind of how you built that community and um, ways you've been engaging them there. I think that's really interesting, especially for playback. People who listen to this on playback are a lot of artists who look for strategies to, to engage fans in new ways. So I'd, I'd love to know what you were doing there. Cool. Yeah. Well, you can download my course for $30 a month. On, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I, uh, uh, I guess this all was born out of the pandemic is, uh, you know, the worst, craziest time but also you know as artists we i think you know and and other artists listening know is usually your best art comes when you're kind of in between a, a rock and a hard place and that's you know happened to everybody the whole world shut down and i was getting ready to go on the biggest tour you know all the years leading up to basically was March 2020 and then buying tickets, setting up, having everything just kind of being the rug pulled basically. Uh, and then being lost for a good month or so. I, I, I couldn't even go back to my apartment in Brooklyn because my roommates had long-term COVID right in the beginning. So I ended up streaming randomly, uh, I want to give Mark DJ subset, uh, I guess the props for pushing me to, to stream on, on his show. He's kind of one of the first people I saw spearheading it. And I couldn't even go back to get my equipment. I actually, again, I put an APB out on Facebook and, uh, someone drove me a pair of turntables. Um, and, a mixer. I was staying with my girlfriend at the time in Union Square in this one bedroom apartment, which ended up turning into like uh, basically a TV studio where I bought a red plastic tablecloth downstairs from the uh, from the grocery store and learned how to use OBS, how to do green screen stuff and I, I still had my older computer, so all I could do was put a picture up behind me. But that started everything. And then uh, the Discord and the Twitch, and then eventually I started doing it as a release 
to get away from all the crazy stuff that was going on. But it, through that, DJing and like, I almost look at it like instead of having, you know, fans that buy your music or, you know, maybe they'll come to your show or buy a ticket when you come to town. But the connection that I made with this big group of people online was is just different where, you know, I know them all by screen name. Um, and we went through some shit together where it was we were, had couldn't leave the house. We, we had no idea what was going on and uh, or where the light of at the end of the tunnel even was for anything. Uh, and for that one hour or two or three or 10 hours of streaming, that was our escape. Uh, and, and we had this kind of bond formed, I would say. So I don't even know if you consider it fans, but it's like, like super homie fans almost. And that opened up. Then we started doing the discord thing and then, I started streaming three times a, uh, a week and started having guests on and uh, that kind of just spiraled. And then I moved back to Rochester and I got to go through all my old vinyl that I haven't went through in years that I've been had in storage for, I don't know how many years, 17, 15 years in New York City. And so then I got to share all these memories and even build more of a connection with these records that, you know, shaped me as a person and as a DJ growing up. So really this online connection uh, just, it, it was, uh, you know, a natural organic thing that I'm, I'm super grateful for. And I think kind of the turning point that made it really solidified this group of people, like basically gave themselves a name was I'd be DJing might have been having a couple drinks and i'd be like you know i'll just play a couple more and then a couple more and i'd be like and then a couple hours would go by I'd be like all right i'll play a couple more and then so that's where the name the couple more crew came from um and then uh claude von stroke hit me up and asked me to start doing a show on the dirt because then dirty bird had their twitch too so then i started doing every wednesday night on dirty birds channel and that birthed another whole bunch of amazing people that kind of came into this couple more crew community and you know i think twitch is is fizzled out quite a bit especially for for djs but i still do it because you know sometimes it's 25 people sometimes it's 200 300 people in either way it's, it's like the really awesome amazing people that i have this connection with and since i've been touring since things open back up i've gotten the opportunity to go and like put faces and real names to these screen names every city i go to there's a couple more crew that comes through which is like just an amazing thing that you know if you if you talk to me march 2020 or even april or may or june you know i would just i wouldn't even believe you if you told me that this was going on so that was it was an organic thing and i was just consistent and i worked my butt off like learning how to do that learning how to run obs i never really had a team it was basically me and my girlfriend at the time she just loved dancing so she would just be dancing when i'd be djing the whole time so it worked out beautiful uh for a while now i got a house in rochester where i have a room for my streaming, a room for my studio, no roommates, which is was unheard of because of my many years in Brooklyn. Uh, but yeah, and then that, uh, another big factor of that was crypto and, and losing everything. And then a friend of mine who worked at Apple sent me a chunk of Chainlink, I think $100 a Chainlink. And I was already into crypto. But that was 2017, 2018, and I just forgot about it because everything had crashed so bad. So then once he sent me that, next thing you know, it's like worth a thousand bucks. And I'm like, then I start getting little bits of money and putting it into crypto. And then I start seeing the possibilities with NFTs and blockchain and technology and 
privacy and decentralization and all this just beautiful stuff. And then fast forward to seeing you guys doing, taking all of that tech and, and uh, philosophy and mixing it with, with music and giving your fans and friends and family and, and just like a different outlet and a different way to connect. It's just a beautiful thing. And that's basically, I guess, long story how we got I got here that's quite a story man um and i i know some bits of this from when we talked last but uh definitely picked up a few things in there that i i didn't really realize um i think one of the things that's the hardest part of any discord community or any like artist community as a whole at least i could speak to this much better than i can is making it sustainable and, and conversations that can continue without the artist or the entity being involved in that conversation. So I'm really interested to hear like what, what has made your discord compelling um, with the couple more crew uh, when you're not there? Like what are the topics that kind of resonate in there and keep people churning and coming back? I, the, the funny thing is, I would say the most popular thread in there is always the memes. Uh, that's where we have the most traffic is, you know, if you have a discord, I highly suggest that you have a, a, uh, one section just for memes and laughs because, you know, I think that's what people bond over the most. If you can make people laugh and especially we all have, I feel like the same kind of sick humor, um, but that would be the biggest thing. And then I always, another thing I always do is all the releases that I'm allowed to, like the ones that come out on my label, uh, I put up for free for everyone in there. And I, you know, I'm like, if you want to support stream, buy a, a copy of Beatport or whatever. But I try to give everything to my community as well. So anytime there's a release on my, my, my label, we do that. And then we have another one where there's different tips for producers. And I don't think it's super producer heavy in there, uh, but everyone's a lover of music, especially dance music and, and uh, mixing the old school stuff with the new school stuff. So it's like uh, Discord is, is a very cool thing that's just given another place when we're not on twitch or not anywhere else and away from the typical twitter and facebook and i think it gives people a place to go and kind of do what they want with the people they want with no one else bothering them so uh yeah discord's a, a great thing that's really great feedback um I think the hardest part on the record shop side is there's there are um, our discord is pretty eclectic. There's a, a lot of different people with a lot of different motivations for maybe why, the, why they're into NFTs as a whole, um, what types of music they're into, uh, etc. So we as disco fries, but also on the record shop side, always try to find like the through line. And it is interesting to me how many people who might not be into music production uh, still kind of appreciate getting drips of production advice or just having a peek into that space. Um, we've done some like collaborative events and things like that to engage that community and get them involved in like producing a song or producing a DJ mix or curating a DJ mix. And um, I think it's always, I, I just find it fascinating that there is a whole subset of people who aren't at all into music production, probably will never be, but definitely like having some sort of peek into that space. Uh, so have you experienced some of that as well? Yeah, totally. That's something that I still haven't really done yet. I've done the interview thing, done the DJ thing, but I haven't done like the production stuff on Twitch yet. Um, but, you know, even as a fan before I knew about music production or any of the technicalities behind the scenes you know i was always interested as well and always wanted to see what this so so i 
totally get that. And I think anyone as a music fan, no matter how little or how much you know, it's always great to see and hear, you know, how how people make that sound or found this sound or started this or what platform or DAW they use. So uh, it's all the the common factor is always the love for music and i think as long as we keep that as you know the main thing then you're going to connect people from all over different worlds and genres and uh, and then have cool stuff like record shop now it's like oh shit i can put this track up that no one has anywhere else except for a couple people or or this and that so exciting for the future to say the least sorry i just realized i was on mute that entire time you could go over to lisa lisa go ahead oh <laughs> uh, no i i was just thinking back to when you were talking about you know right at the beginning of the pandemic and you know starting to go on twitch and building a community that way and now you're getting to meet people in real life and um how friggin awesome that is and i you know, as much as the pandemic was really, really awful, um, I do, I, I think I'm personally so grateful for all of the new people I've met across the world. And um, sounds like you're the same, you have that same vibe going on. You actually get to meet them in real life now, which I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, that's the craziest thing is so getting put, getting almost enclosed into your, you know, well, I was in New York City too, so I was like enclosed in this one bedroom apartment and with this woman who luckily she was amazing, but I've never been around someone so much my whole life. So it was like the whole world shrunk to where we didn't leave this one bedroom apartment to somehow the whole world got smaller as well. So I was made friends in Croatia and you know all over uh, Canada and Japan and so there's people that somehow this shrunk the world and now the connections that we have are they were always there like the, the internet's always been there twitch has always been there not always but it's been there for a while and this kind of forced us to realize just to change your perspective and it's like actually you know you think the world's pretty a pretty big thing and this just like the world's pretty fucking small and now it just shrunk everything and now there's like even not like so many people i reconnected with and so many new people that i met in wild places uh it's it's uh it's just a crazy thing to to reflect on it yeah, it's really cool. I'm curious if you've been thinking about how you can utilize NFTs and like the um, like the possibilities of token gating and all of that good stuff um, that you might be doing with your record shop collectibles. I'm just curious to hear kind of your plans um, as you are dropping more collectibles on record shop. Um, well, this was the first one, so I, I really wasn't sure what to expect and like i was kind of saying before my, my main objective or vision is to uh give to do something different and to do you know i've me and nick both been doing this for quite a long time and there's been so many changes i remember before beatport even popped up or people started paying attention to that and how kind of everyone was like yeah, I'm not buying. Are we talking about buying MP3s off of this site? Like, people weren't fucking with that at all. And then now, if you DJ, that's where most people get their music from. So that's the same way I feel with the NFTs. And, the, not, and to think about how... Uh, I think I listened to a, a NFT talk. I think it was with the Dirty Bird peeps on on twitch or on uh, twitter maybe a year ago and floster damas was talking about kurt from floster damas was talking about uh how his next release he was going to release an nft that was going to be a smokable album and that you could 
like smoke it somehow like uh, like a and come to find out later on i think that it was like a, a vape a weed vape that you could plug into your computer that also had a usb that you could put the album but that's what kind of just made my mind realize that you know it's limitless and like you are you can do anything literally anything that you can imagine you can do with nft so i've been trying to you know this one was was uh a track some some moments from uh my when i played night bass in la and uh an artist card and i've been trying to think of of different ways and rewards and uh trying to do different things and like that's what i guess that's what i was saying is the same old beatport go to go to beatport pre-order my song go buy my song hey look my song's charting on beatport go pre-save my spot it's like you know it, it's exhausting and it's boring for everybody and to have a new way to release music to release content to give people collectibles that you know could be worth this or worth that or even just to like have a different media besides the i come from from the vinyl days so having a vinyl record i can pull a vinyl record out of my collection and look at it and have this connection where i remember where i bought it from where i used to play it who used to ask me for it uh and all these memories just flood into my mind just by looking at it without even listening to it. So that's what I want to capture. That's that feeling. Like to me, what is, what is the, what is the new way to capture that feeling now? Um, and I think NFTs is the closest thing that could possibly do something like that where, you know, there's just so much more to it than you just go to Spotify and, and press play and then the artist gets you know a fraction of a penny uh which is another wild thing that i'm, I'm sure we could go in on that but yeah just the connection and the memories and i guess moving back and getting into my vinyl collection and playing different genres and all these records that i was in love with growing up and that literally formed me and my brain and my heart and my gut and my musical everything uh, I was like, why the hell have I been spending so much money on storing these records? I did the math on having a storage unit in Brooklyn for, I don't know, 14 years. Um, and it's a wild amount of fucking money. And so, and to even think even further back, you spend 10, I was, a lot of it was drum and bass and house music, uh, imports from the uk those are like 10 bucks a record 11 bucks a record for a single maybe two songs and to think about that now spending all that money on the records and then spending all the money that i spent like storing them i was kicking myself like why are you still keeping these until finally when i moved back and i started i realized that they're just memories and i'm sharing these memories that are some of my favorite memories and they're such emotional memories and have all these different connections to me and they do different things for other people but sharing those that's why that was even though we can count probably in the tens of thousands of dollars of how much that i spent that was worth the investment just to still have these memories and be able to go into my vinyl collection look at them play them listen to them sample them whatever i want to do and this is, I feel like, the next wave of something like that. And and tapping into that is my my goal and my vision for uh, doing the rare, only 60 copies of this track that you know I spent so much time on and the artwork. And instead of opening up to every single person, just like back in the day, if, some, if you went to get a mixtape, you had to go to the store, the record store, you had to buy it. That DJ had to dub it, and that DJ probably only made a hundred, maybe maybe a thousand of those ever. So the the scarcity of those uh, compared to today, unlimited streams, unlimited 
downloads, unlimited YouTube videos, unlimited everything was so unlimited, and that was the beauty of the underground for me growing up was the how no one else knew, at my high school knew about raves or about jungle music or about uh, scratching or or all this. There was little pockets of people around the world that connected somehow, not through the internet, which sounds like a crazy thing to say right now, but I miss that, and that's what's and that's why you know I've, I've I kind of even took a break a few years ago from once once the EDM quote unquote word came out and all those everything went wildly popular. I've always been on the opposite side of that where I've, I fuck with shit because this is some cool shit that no one else knows about. Or like this is, I, I worked, I dug for hours to find this record and there's only a certain amount ever pressed or like, that's always, that's what's cooler to me than, Oh, you know, 5 billion people streamed my song. And because, you know, I had a viral TikTok that was blah, 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 whatever, whatever. I'm not trying to hate on anything. But to me, what's important is the connection, the feeling, and and the the scarcity of, of something cool. Because everything is just so watered down and, and uh, so accessible. And that was everyone's a DJ now, too. Like, I think I have more people in my Facebook feed that are DJs than that aren't. And that wasn't when I started. So uh, this is an exciting time to get back to something really uh, special instead of, you know, something special means that it's not overdone or overset. So like getting back to the special feeling of what I used to have when I used to go to raves when I was a, a kid. And I'll be like, I don't even know what this song is, but it's fucking amazing. And I'll never be able to find it. There's no internet to search it there is no shazam <laughs> um but that's what i that's what i tried to do on my streams too is you know I, I great fortunately get a lot of early promos and a lot of the music i get work and i get to test and a lot of stuff that will never come out that's a big important thing to me is playing things putting people on to new things that they never heard and then also things that you can't shazam it like that shit's not going to come up on shazam Anyway, say it so. So that's what I. That's what I would say. My my vision or goal is is to somehow capture those kind of vibes and do the next level uh, on the blockchain and with with people like minded people. Uh, and th and this is the only avenue I really see that that comes anywhere close to anything like that. There's so many interesting thoughts there that I want to jump to real quick. If you guys are just joining the room. Uh, we are Record Shop. I am Nick from the Disco Fries here with uh, Lisa and Gareth from the team. And uh, we're here with Codes today who just did his drop on Record Shop. You can go check it out. Check out his storefront. Uh, and if you are in here, feel free to share the room, tweet it out, and uh, let's get some more people in here. Or, and, of course, people could listen after the fact to the conversation. Um, it's, um, one thing you mentioned was just about like how mundane it is to you know hype up a release spotify pre-save you know talk about charting uh hopefully you get in the top 100 on a record whether that's on spotify or beatport and just it it's it's mundane to plug as an artist it's not exciting for fans necessarily to engage with um and it kind of just the creative process of marketing a record is lost like there's you really have to be you have to find excitement and you have to find really unique ways to market a record to be excited about the song frankly like after it's out and done um and it's because we're you know beholden to so many platforms with algorithms and and things like that um so to your point like that's for me that's what's most exciting about web3 uh, from an artist perspective, aside from like the creative process is the marketing process, because we all have to do that. We have to wear every hat. And like, it's great to be excited about the record when you're making it. But there's a whole, I would argue, like 70% of the song that you have to deal with after the fact, if not more. Um, the creative parts always fun. But like, when you get to the other side of it, 
it would be nice for that part to be fun too. So it's it's nice that we're in a place now where you can do different shit and you can be just as excited about the record after you've put it out as you were when you were making it. So I appreciate you bringing up that point. I think it's really valid. Hell yeah. The, the, I was just watching the uh, Kenny Beats and Pharrell talking on some sort of, I think it was an Apple Music thing on YouTube or something. And uh, the, the people, I think Pharrell said something like, you know, the time, now is the time where you can do anything you want. Uh, man, I, I had the quote in my head. I can't remember it now, but he said something to the extent of you can do anything that you want. Now is the time, basically, if you have the work ethic and, uh, and, and the talent and also the drive to do anything with this NF, the blockchain in general, technology in general, um, you it's limitless what you can do so to be stuck in that narrow funnel of you know and I, I, you know I'm, I've, I'm grateful for beatport and spotify and all that stuff too but i'm exhausted and uh we're competing with now the majors are into all this stuff and their, their marketing budgets their the tiktok all that the instagram's slowly dying and facebook is basically dead and it's kind of like what the fuck are we gonna do next and that's why this has given me a, a breath of fresh air uh i guess for lack of a better term is that um and excited and, and it got me excited again and that's the main that's why i started djing that's why i started writing music that's why i started going to raves all goes to getting excited about art and music and communities and people and fashion and all this stuff. And it's just so diluted now. But if you push through and you move that stuff to the side, it still is an important part of my, uh, my, my music and my fans and, and what I do, but to be thinking ahead and figuring out, you know, what's next and how can we do this? that's going to get more people excited, I think is the, is the main thing. Yeah. Earlier you were saying um, something that we talk about a lot here and I was literally like my hands are in the air. I had a huge smile on my face. I'm so happy you were saying it. Um, but you were just talking about how when, when you are doing NFTs, basically what you can do with them is limited only by your imagination and what you can think up. So like, I am just so thrilled that you're thinking a those lines um and just that you've even grasped that concept and you're just trying things out i'm i am so here for it and i think um everybody else is here too um but i was hoping you could tell us a little bit more about uh the label holy moly um you know i i noticed that your your storefront was under codes but i also know you're a label boss for that so i want to tell us a little bit about that some of the other artists you have signed um, maybe any plans you have to bring them over to record shop too i'd love to hear yeah so i mean that that just goes back to the same thing of uh i've wanted to start i think most producers you know your dream is to start a record label um, and it really started, I want to say 2000, late 2018, I was having, I had all these records done and I was signing records, but I still had a wild amount of music that I was sitting on. And I, and one of my, I had a, two managers at the time that were co-managing me and they brought up the idea of self-releasing and I kind of did some research, uh, distro kid and blah, 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 blah. And, and I was like, fuck this shit. I should just start my own label. And I just needed the right name. And that came to me and the airport eating food at one time. It's actually on the way to my grandfather's funeral. I got stuck in Boston airport in a, in a snowstorm. And, it was a terrible, 
terrible weekend. But the that's what he used to say when we were kids is he would either say holy mackerel or holy moly. And then I saw the in Digital Underground and, and Shock G's one of my favorite producers, inspirations, like and that's kind of where the whole thing came from is like Shock G and an avocado, which is another whole story, guacamole thing. But all that smashed into holy moly and so uh, an avenue for me to have full creative control and also same thing where it's having a vision and and uh i almost think that like the nft things like and it's an extension to all this stuff but yeah so instead of uh started putting out records with with the first one i had i did a record with this uh, amazing singer named Shoshana and that did really well right off the gate. And then a really good friend of mine, proper villains, who's a New York kid who's been just an amazing producer. We had a, a studio in the same building for years. And uh, then I did a Vanessa and ocean roulette. And since then, Vanessa has wildly blown up uh, VN SSA. And uh, yeah, I've been trying, to be honest, I've been trying to tell people to get onto NFTs and Record Shop, obviously, for so long. And we're still so early. And especially artists, they don't really, un it's, don't completely understand it. And that's that's crypto in general, I think. And NFTs kind of have, I feel like a uh, a bad name. But if you guys follow, you know, obviously you guys follow crypto. It's the same thing. When people are saying the markets are going to go up or the market's going to go down, usually it's the opposite. So I feel like the same thing with NFTs. And if you're in there early, you make your mistakes before there's a billion people in 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 the industry or. Uh, lots of wild money involved and all that stuff. It's a great way to learn and to be on the beginning of, of, you know, what's next and every like blockchain technology, web three, everything is shaping not just music, but like our whole lives are being changed by this. So with the record label, that's my vision with that as well is, you know, same thing, figuring out a different way to do that and, and to answer your question, I've been trying to get as many people into it as possible, but I think we're still early where it's hard for people to see it. Until someone's been made a million dollars, like no one knew what NFT were until Beeple or uh, whoever made a bunch of money. Until there's wild money involved or some crazy story, people don't trust anything, um, which everybody's jaded. And I get it because everything kind of... There's a lot of scams in there too, but it's. Uh, I am still trying to tell everybody. I mean, for the past couple of years, I've been trying to say, you know, you should own some crypto, but I've been trying to get all my friends and everyone into NFTs too. So this is the tip of the iceberg, and hopefully, I'll bring everybody over there. I love that, and I, I agree. Like, it's gonna take. It's gonna take a while. To, even if you're doing it, one of the artists or many of the artists on your label might not understand it, and it takes explaining. It also takes showing them. Uh, they might have to be a collector first and and get in the door that way. I know for most artists, that kind of is the path. Um, and we steer a lot, a lot of artists on the record shop side, definitely steer a lot of artists to start a collection and understand what other artists in the space are already doing uh, to feed their own ideas. Um so in your plans for grandeur, I know you're always planning dope shit to do on platforms. If you could do anything in the world in Web3, even if it's not feasible right now, but down the road, what would you say would be like your ultimate goal, like project or idea that you want to execute in the space? Have you thought through something like that? I mean, uh, ultimate... I was going to say to have like Code's house be an actual club venue inside of like 
Decentraland or somewhere somewhere on some sort of Web3 tech, but the I, I want to think bigger than that. I was like, I want to have my own country that is like a place where people can put on their headset or by that time, maybe you just touch a little button that's connected to the side of your brain or whatever. But And then you go in to this world where you can go and see, hey, oh, there's the homie from uh, from New Zealand and go and, you know, sit down and have dinner and then go to the codes house club later that night and go see this DJ and go and the whole, like basically everything is going to be in this space, but on a next level where it's like, there's going to be different worlds. I actually just read, I was in the airport and, uh, oh shit, what the, uh, what the hell is it called? I'm blanking on what it's called, but the it was a book where oh, Ready Player Two. So I just read Re- Ready Player Two a couple months ago, which has inspired me wildly too with this kind of uh, thinking as well. But I, I have a feeling a lot of people in here have at least seen the movie of Ready Player One. But in the book, how they're talking about they basically copy people's memories and upload them to this hard drive and you can live as a woman or a man or and be into this but that something like that where it's like you can be tiesto for you know three hours of him djing at tomorrow world uh or Tomorrowlander, and you can do that kind of stuff so my mind's thinking on, on this like bigger level of what is that going to be or what is what are we going to be able to do that with with music or with and we're still obviously quite a quite a ways away from that but it's just another example of just how limitless uh the technology and pretty soon people in our minds are in that's that's really the limit is your mind um i actually don't think it's as far off as you would think like, because the wearable technology for to feel haptics is is a thing already, and like it's being developed like crazy. I know Meta's like pushing into it like mad, and so the idea that like yeah, like you make the example of Tiesto, Tiesto's wearing haptic te- technology when he does a show, and you put on an Oculus and you wear that same tech, and you could feel the temperature in Miami when he's on stage at Ultra, and you could feel when the CO two hits his shoulder. Like, that's all feasible stuff that can happen within the next few years on, like, a real scalable level. Um, and it's interesting to me that, like, I don't think the general public has any concepts of any of this. So when it hits and it does get to scale fairly quickly, they're going to think that it came out of the blue. Uh, when in reality, we all know, like, this has been developed for, you know, years on years. So... What's most exciting to me is being part of that revolution. So when it does get to scale and everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe we can do this now. You're already prepared. Like as an artist, you're ready to go because you've thought of, thought of these plans. You have the contacts in the space. Like you can make moves and you're prepared to move into that tech in a much better way than artists that are kind of steering clear of it right now. So that's what's most exciting to me about it. Like, I just, I think it's going to happen really quickly when it, when it does hit the tipping point, it's just going to fly. And I love the idea that you and us and other artists in this space are going to be just ready. We're, we're there for it. So our goal is always to encourage other artists to at least have a serious look and consider being involved at some level. Like you don't have to be all in on it, but having your bearings on it, I think is really important. Uh, if there's artists in the room listening uh, or that listen after, um, you don't have to drop a collection. You don't have to do anything right now, but it's the same way people artists stayed away from streaming. And then when streaming happened, you know, they, they took a while to be able to get their feet wet and understand it 
and make connections in the space and get traction. Uh, whereas if they had embraced it right away, uh, if they had been at the forefront of it, they would have been in a much better place. I think that goes for any technology, though. I'm sure you can agree. Yeah, totally. Uh, and that's, I mean, shit, I think our first conversation was in January. So this has been, it's not like this happens, any of this happens overnight. I mean, you guys have been doing this, I don't even, maybe a year, right? So like, this is such a, a great time. That's what I, that's what I learned with, I've lost, I've made money. I've lost a lot of money in crypto and DAOs and all these different things where I'm like, instead of looking at it like a loss or anything is just like time and, uh, that no pun intended, even though I did lose a lot of money on time wonderland, but, uh, your time and all this, it's like an investment it's almost like going to school. So instead of going to school and spending $60,000 for uh, a couple years going to school of something that you don't really know what you're doing, it's like the money and time spent on collecting, investing, learning, even losing. Like I take the, the where I've lost money somehow in some sort of crypto this or that it's like me paying to go to school instead of me paying. And, and it's a fraction of the cost that it would. And I think it's the amount of, of, uh, reach and equity or, or cash or everything that is out there and available is, is limitless. So it's all, I don't know. I, just, I think I just can't stress how early it is and how exciting it is and how many different things and you could literally do anything. So obviously I'm, I'm pretty excited about the whole thing. I love that perspective of, you know, you chalking it up to a learning experience. Like if you were to spend money on a course in web three, what would that cost you at a university? It'd be like a few thousand bucks, right? If, if that even existed, cause it doesn't, look like it's going to exist for a while because nobody really understands the space but if that existed it would be a few thousand dollars so if you lost that same amount of money in the market and you learned a bunch of shit from doing it then you know that's that's better it's in the end that's that's much better um i certainly have learned from many many rug pulls of what to look out for and um what these projects have done well and what they've done wrong and how they marketed them and strategies for marketing and things like that. Like, so it's not just, it's not even just web three insight. It's, it's general marketing insight and it's, um, you know, community insight as to how they're engaging with people and stuff that I can apply not only in web three, but to our fans in general, like our web two fans who, might have no interest in coming over to Web3 at this point. So I think that's a really cool perspective. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I mean, so I, be before we jump out of here in a little bit, I just wanted to jump into your your drop a little bit more and maybe talk us through, like, you know, what, what things you thought about kind of putting this together and, like, if you had any trial and error and um, or did you kind of know what you wanted to do right away? Uh, I would, I had so many different ideas. Um, cause really the first we we're going to do an open sea thing. Um, and I was, had this vision. We still have these little holy, the holy Mr. Mole is what they call. We call the holy moly, uh, mascot, I guess for, for my label. And, you know, I feel like that I was just kind of, you hear NFT, you see, you think 3D something, something. And that was kind of my vision. I, I still, that's something we're going to do is do like limited of dude break dancing, a 3D version of Mr. Mole. And that's kind of actually the graphic uh, or the visual of the, the label has went from a 2D to very 3D look now. Um, but then I started thinking about it, and that was it's the 
it all goes back to the vinyl records. And I was like, you know, I want to do something that's special for people that appreciate uh, the same things as I do. Um, and so that's where I was like, you know, I have this record uh, and it has a, a lot of sounds from the 90s jungle music, I guess. And uh, so I wanted to take that and do something limited where it's special. So only 60 people have this track. You can't find it on YouTube. You can't find it on Beatport. You can't find it on Spotify. And those are the only people that can do anything with that track. So they will be the only people that have it in their sets, the only people that can play it on Twitch or listen to it at a party or whatever. That was the first idea that I had. Um, and then I th I shows had just started coming back last mid last year, I guess. And that's a big important thing for touring as a DJ is uh, I spend a lot of money on having some sort of con like a, a media or camera guy with me to capture uh, you know moments at the club, obviously, but especially new records that I'm working on. So when I do have to post and do the whole marketing thing with uh, with promoting a release or or you know it's it's such a weird it's almost like you got a gun up to your head like oh you got to do a post today or else you know your algorithm's screwed for the next whatever but so all that pressure has given me this opportunity where I have this just a wild amount of content and stuff that people never even get to see so then for the other card the moment card where it's like you know the last three records I put out we have this clip of this set that was one of my favorite sets I played last year. And now you get to own a piece of that and have it and you can, uh, you know, have it in your collection. So there's the moment cards, there's the release, and then the artist card. It was just to kind of break it down of who I am and, and, and what I do. And uh, which if you buy all three, then you get the collector's uh, collector reward, which same things all goes back to the the vinyl and the record and the mixtapes. And I was like, I'm going to do a mix, an hour long mix, video mix that, again, you can't get on any other platform, and you can't even see unless you collect all three of these. And so it's a video tape of all my own records um, that the bigger ones from the past and also some new ones coming up and then some stuff that probably will never ever come out. So like the only pl place to find it. So to me, it all goes back to that scarcity exclusiveness and, and really the best way to describe all this to me is, and what, why I started DJing, why I started going to raves is the underground. And there like almost isn't an underground anymore because of social media and, uh, the accessibility to everything. So this, the closest thing to like the underground to me is, is this. And I wanted to kind of capture that and take those vibes and, and put them in a collection for, for my fans and, you know, meet some new ones that appreciate the, the same kind of things that, that I appreciate. Yeah. I am curious how your fans have been um, taking, taking it. Cause we've been hearing, from some artists, you know, oh my God, NFTs are a scam, blah, blah, blah. And there's just like so much education that still needs to be done. Um, but your fans seemed like super, super into it. Uh, you know, there was like some technical issues and you guys found it before we did because your, your fans were in and buying already. So how, like, what did you do to prime them? Um, I think that would be some really good takeaways for us and for our art our artists who are entering this space. Um, because your fans seemed not even to question it, which um, was awesome. Well, it's it's tough. No, I, I'm not going to lie; it's tough to uh, to be the educator. But I've I feel like I've kind of slowly been doing that for quite a while. I'll even 
and I don't even know how many people in my streams have any idea what I'm talking about. Probably half the time, uh, because my mic's never loud enough. But I, uh, I say, I've been talking about crypto and chain link and and blockchain and uh, different things. Usually, I'm DJing though, so I never know how much actually gets across. I think that's the funny thing with streaming for me is that. Uh, most of the streams I do, I'm DJing at the same time. So I'm talking, DJing, uh, answering messages on Twitch and running my visuals and selecting music and beat matching and doing all these things all at the same time. So I never know how much just completely goes over everyone's head. Uh, but I don't think about it like that until I have to like explain it. But usually I'm, I just have been kind of hinting at and talking about how dope this is and web three. And then I started telling people about record shop and posting on Facebook. And like I said too, like Facebook and Instagram, all that stuff seems to be, especially recently, really, really the reach is weird where it's kind of scary as an artist, to be honest, but that's, I've been doing as much posting without trying to like stuff it down people's throat. Um, so I think the, the best way to do it is to just do it. And now that this launch has happened, I think there's a lot of people that are starting to understand and, you know, then they're going to tell their friends and there's people in the discord and on Twitch and be like, Oh, you know, this is such a cool thing. I didn't understand what it was. And now I kind of get it. And maybe like my uh, a friend of mine who was one of the first people to buy all three, he's like, oh, yeah, I picked up this and I picked up that as well uh, from other artists that were on there. So I think there's this uh, – it's just going to keep expanding and keep expanding. But I guess tip-wise, just to ease it, ease it in and your different social medias and uh, anyone – who's ever talked to me before knows that sometimes I can't shut up about crypto, but that's why I've spent so much time and so much, uh, everything invested into it because that's how exciting it is to me. And, and something that I wanted to actually touch on was that giving it back, giving crypto to me, all in all sense is giving it back, giving back to the people, giving the power back to the people. And as an underground indie artist owns an indie label. Um, and I do, I do well, but I'm still not the major label guy or, you know, you're not gonna, I don't have 4 billion plays on my Spotify or anything like that. Like I'm still an, an indie artist. And the most important people to me are the people. And that's what crypto decentralization from even money, you know, money is a very crazy thing right now, but money, music, and how crypto gets me and, and the crypto tech and web three and everything gets me so excited um, that this is really the first step to like taking back are the control and the power of our finances and our privacy and most importantly our music um i think i kind of went in a tangent there but um maybe a little bit of a tangent but i feel like that was a really uh like the last part <laughs> i was just like yes 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 all of this it's there's so much potential in this space in web three and in crypto. Um, and it's really up for grabs right now. It's, it is early. And um, obviously the education piece is huge to getting the masses in, but for now, at the very least, we are lucky to have people like you and the disco fries and a lot of other artists doing really cool things. And I see God cloud in here too, of course, got to shout out God cloud, but doing some really awesome things and really thinking outside of the box and, you know, just fucking doing it. Cause that's the main, 
that's it, right? Like somebody's got to do it. So I'm really, really pleased that um, that this is the crew that we've got doing it. Uh, I do feel like that was a really great place to end it because codes like that left me on a really high note. Um, so I do want to just thank you so, so much for your time today. Uh, Nick, Disco Fries, thank you also so much for being here. Um, everyone, if you haven't had a chance yet, I did pin the tweet to codes, uh, to his storefront on record shop. So check that out. Obviously he's really future thinking and going to be really experimental with what he's doing. So, you know, might as well get in early. Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you everyone. And if, if you don't mind, I just want to just say a little bit more on that and especially yeah, for the please. indie artists that are, are listening to this is you know i'm saying this from a people or uh you know the the power giving the power back to the people but also giving the power that it has basically unfairly kind of been taken from the indie musician or any musician even musicians that are signed to major artists or major labels that you know actually do get huge checks but you know, half their publishing taken or whatever. Like this is the way for the indie artist. One of the only ways to not only obviously go against the grain, but uh, the opportunity to take control of what you do, what you give your, your, your fans, what you put out uh, the percentage that you get of things and what gets done with your art. So it's a exciting time for, you know, not just, the people and everything but also the indie artist this gives you the just opens up the the door for basically everything that we've ever wanted if we do it right totally i really uh we're gonna have to keep you on the roster to come and join more spaces because you're right on the um you're right on the right frame of mind that like nick and i are always talking about so uh we're gonna keep you on the roster here Oh yeah! Thanks for having me. And you your guys. avatar, your avatar matches ours in color, so it's perfect. Perfect. It's meant perfect. to be. Thank you guys so much for tuning in here. I see God Clouds here. We're gonna be having him on soon to talk about his upcoming drop. So big shout out to God Cloud. Uh, Codes, check him out. He's super dope, uh, and I think you'll love his stuff. He's got a really good handle on Web three. Uh, and everybody else, feel free to share this out. Uh, we get a lot of plays on these after the fact, so we appreciate any tweets you guys can send out with uh, the spaces from today. And of course, pick up codes. Pick up codes is dropped. It's out. It's storefronts up. Uh, so please support the music. And obviously, from what you heard, he's got a great handle not only on Web three, but where he wants to go in the space and uh, just music in general. Been doing it for a long time and deserves all the support in the world. So thanks so much, man, for coming on and we're psyched to have you. Thanks guys. Thanks everyone for tuning in and I'll see you guys in the future. All right, everybody. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Hey fam. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it informative and fun to learn more about record shop. Visit us at recordshop.com. That's R C R D S H P.com. That's R-C-R-D-S-H-P.com.